When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stuck between a libertarian and a republican. Welcome to Publitarian Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. This is Ronald Johnson, a Publitarian, coming at you again with another episode of Publitarian Podcast. And we are up to episode number 73. And I don't have a title for this one yet, um, but I probably will by the end of the podcast. So let's get into it. That's right. It's another weekend edition of Publitarian Podcast. Had a little bit of a busy week. I know. I'm one of the few that actually had a busy week. Everybody else is stuck at home and weighing out the or waiting out the coronavirus pandemic to pass over your houses and dissipate into the ether. That's what we're all hoping on anyway. I've never seen something create this much panic in people before. I'm not saying the disease isn't serious, but this really shows where we're at as a country, in the United States at least. Well, yeah, in the EU too. We we haven't had any kind of like real adversity in so long. So now people are just losing their minds about everything, especially the toilet paper purchasing. What what was that? Uh, I mean, I can see Floridians doing that because, you know, we only know how to prep for a hurricane and that's it. So we just run out and just buy a bunch of shit and then head back home and wait for the storm to blow over. So I could see Floridians doing that, but other places, I don't know. So... I had a few DMs from some podcast listeners saying, hey, can you talk to us more about the coronavirus? Can we talk about some fact versus fiction? Uh, One gentleman in particular, I don't know if he wants me to say his name or not, so I won't. He was like, hey, what's what's really going on with all this? I see so much Q stuff being stirred up. I see supposed military operations. I see, you know, shadow ops going on. What is going on with this coronavirus stuff? What's going on with the world? Can you talk to us about this? And of course, I would be happy to. So I thought I would gather some information and try and parse some of this out. So this will be an information heavy episode, which is funny because whenever I do one of these episodes and I actually do my homework and research that they usually have the least amount of downloads. Like I said, most of you guys, I think just like for me to shoot from the hip. So we'll see how this goes. So this will be some coronavirus facts versus fiction, I I guess you would call it. Oh, yeah! 
There was no reason for that sound effect. I just wanted to use it again. Supposedly what's going to be happening this weekend, as I am recording this podcast, if you are a Q-tard, is there is a shadow op going on and we are going to lose all internet and there is going to be a, quote, three days of darkness. The 4th, 5th, and the 6th of April. And during these days of darkness, the military rounds up all the pedophiles and saves us all. So as of recording this podcast, it is the 4th of April. There is no darkness. I have internet. I have power. The thing about the Q stuff I just want to get into real quick before I start parsing what's real and what's not real about that. If you come from a Christian background, there's kind of this Cold War and Protestantism uh, between two sections, uh, two factions. There's the uh, Armenians and there's the Calvinists. And the Armenians believe that a human being could choose to accept Jesus Christ as their savior. Whereas the Calvinists say from the beginning of time, the choice was made by God, not by you, for your salvation. And don't worry, I'm not going to really preach to anybody about this. I just was thinking of this parallel when I was preparing for this episode. That's kind of like how Q is in the world. And if you guys don't know about Q, I'll just give you a quick thing. Q is supposedly this shadow op that's going on in the government that is going to rescue us all from the globalists and the deep state swamp. And... Depending on who you talk to, President Trump is the head of all of this. And everything is well taken care of and well in hand. Anyway, back to the Calvinism versus Armenianism. In Christianity, if you're a Calvinist, then you're not responsible for your salvation or for your going to heaven. Someone else is. And that's kind of how I see this Q-op. If you really do believe in this Q-op then this is kind of like Calvinism to you. It's it's going to happen. You believe that it's going to happen, and you have no doubt in your mind that it's going to happen. Okay, well, if the Q-op is real, and it's going to be rescuing us all, why are we even talking about it? If it's something that's predestined to happen, and it's out of your control, then why are we talking about it? Why even get information about it? If it's going to happen, it's going to happen, right? So I've seen the Q stuff be more wrong than they have been right, but I have never seen such like a fervent, fervent following. And I think a lot of that is, is people want to have backup. They want to be rescued. They can't stomach the fact that their government is out of control and they may be personally responsible for doing something to change that. And what we can do to change that will be a whole nother episode because I'm talking about the coronavirus stuff now. But the reason I bring up the Q-op is supposedly this coronavirus is globally engineered by Bill Gates and the Q-op is coming in to take advantage of this so we can take down all of the pedophiles and all of the deep state swampers and yada yada yada. That was the only reason I brought it up is because there's context with the uh, coronavirus pandemic going on right now. So, I've said it before and I'll say it again about Q. If it's real and it happens, I will be delighted to be 100% wrong about my opinions about Q. But until then, I'm going to enjoy my internet 
And I'm still going to believe that me and you are personally responsible for the outcome of the trajectory of the United States of America. Now, some fact versus fiction. Uh, what I just swerved into one of the topics. Uh, supposedly, Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates have engineered this uh, coronavirus and they already have a vaccine that they're working on. And so Bill Gates has coordinated with China and the deep state to release this virus upon the world so that he can then profit from a vaccine and or get everybody with a global registry so we know all about the citizenry. And this vaccine is going to be the vehicle. There is a lot of fact and fiction mixed in with that. So I'm going to try and parse this. Um, one of the things that people point to when they say that Bill Gates has engineered this and Bill Gates, if you don't know, you know he's billionaire, started Microsoft. Um, there really was a, a pandemic simulation exercise. Uh, this is an article from November 6th. And hub.jhu.edu by Katie Pierce. Back in 2001, it was a smallpox outbreak set off by terrorists in U.S. shopping malls. This fall, it was a SARS-like virus germinating quietly among pig farms in Brazil before spreading to every country in the, in the world. With each fictional pandemic John Hopkins experts have designed, the takeaway lesson is the same. We are nowhere near prepared. So John Hopkins did a pandemic simulation exercise back in November. They do these exercises periodically. Now, this is called Event 201. And it was for a coronavirus outbreak, and it was spreading like wildfire out of South America in this exercise. It took place in New York City, and this, like I said, was really just to uh, pre prepare people. Now, who hosted this? The World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I know, suspicious, right? Just stick with me here. Now, Bill and Melinda Gates financially support this institution called the Peerbright Institute. And the Peerbright Institute owns a patent for a form of coronavirus. Wait, wait, stick with me. That could potentially be used as a vaccine to prevent disease in animals. Now, let me be clear. The Peerbright scientists do not currently work on human coronaviruses like the Wuhan virus. But the two disparate facts don't prove that the Gates Foundation has somehow profited from the most recent outbreak either. If anything, it shows the foundation has funded organizations that work to prevent it. But I don't know. You're, you're not going to convince people one way, one way or the other about that. I think that just happens to be two trajectories that point. Uh, I'm not expunging... Bill Gates from any kind of responsibility, any kind of global responsibility, but I, don't, I just don't think that everything is a conspiracy theory. But again, speaking about the coronavirus, I, now we're not doing fact and fiction now, we're doing my opinion. I think Arkham's Razor, the most simple explanation is probably the correct one. I think China, who is not our friend, really was working on 
a virus because they do have a center that does this. And I think they honestly just had an oh shit moment. And this thing got out. And they're like, now what do we do? And, and, now, and then they just tried to sweep it under the rug for months and months and months. Because they don't, they could profit, I guess, with national pride by showing that they could take down a global, global economy. But remember, if China takes down the global economy, they take down their own economy. They're just a third world communist country that is propped up by first world capitalism. So what is it in the interest of them to destroy the United States economy. Like I said, maybe for the people and the leaders, they could have some bravado because of it, but they'll literally just destroy their own economy by doing it. So I think this was an oh shit moment. A scientist was like, oh, oh crap, and, you know, walked with it out on their shoe or something. It, it got out somehow, and now we're suffering because of it. I don't think Bill Gates has engineered this virus of scientists. Now, now, let me say this. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for Bill Gates and certain globalists to want to have a national ID and a national registry and a national vaccine drive. I do not think that's out of the realm of possibility at all. But I don't think the two events intertwine. Again, this is just my opinion. I'm just trying to give you some fact versus fiction on this stuff. And the reason I wanted to do that is there's just so much BS on the internet, uh, in the internet, from both camps, left and right. Uh, people have lost their mind. I think people already know this by now, but one of the myths were that you can get infected by receiving packages shipped from China. If that were true, we'd all be screwed. Yet the virus can only live for so long, like days. And yeah, it just, it can't live in a shipping container. Even if somebody coughed directly into a shipping container before bundling it up and sending it off to the United States, that virus would be dead in a day or two. So there's no way you're getting coronavirus from a, a shipping package. Um, there is no benefit to wearing a mask. There's, there's no evidence showing it, but people are still hoarding them. Still the prevailing way you can prevent from getting the coronavirus is some social distancing and washing your hands and don't touch your face. It's just the same thing they've been telling us. And I got to say, I'm very disappointed in the media and all of this. Now, I'm not surprised, but I am disappointed. If you hear snoring, that's my dog in the background sunbathing right now. Not a care in the world. I have a French bulldog. He's very cute. You've probably seen him on my Instagram a few times. But he snores very loud. I could spend the rest of the podcast talking about the shitty job that the media has done, but I won't. It's just been crazy. You would just think that they would at least rally when we're having a global pandemic, but no. Rahm Emanuel, classic line, never let a crisis go to waste. He used to work for uh, President Obama, and then he's also the mayor of Chicago, it's like a famous line by him, never let a crisis go to waste. So never let um, an opportunity to bash President Trump go to waste. Uh, he's been handling this very well, I think. He's been dealing with the lamestream media masterfully, I think. There's plenty of sound clips and video if you want to see how he does it. I think 
him talking to the media and not the press secretary has, has been good during this. But the media has just been going nuts about this. And obviously the president can't win no matter what he does. When he closed down the borders early, unlike every other country, was just showing, uh, quote, love and tolerance, end quote, and, you know, letting people come in because borders are racist. Uh, Trump decided to shut those borders down early. And I think because he did, we don't have the outbreak that we could have. Italy, on the other hand, had people directly flying in from Wuhan to work in their leather factories, and now they've really been hit hard. And I think this will start, hopefully, waking people up to the advantages of nationalism versus globalism. I think every country should work in their own best best interests. But time will tell on that. But yeah, Trump's been hit hard by the media. So he was a racist and he wasn't, uh, he was overreacting uh, back in January. And the media, there's collages and collages of media going, oh, Trump's overreacting to this. He's such a xenophobe. He's a racist. Wuhan's not that big a deal. The coronavirus is not any worse than the cold. And now, fast forward to April, Trump's underreacting. He's not doing enough despite the unprecedented rapid response that we've had in this country of mobilizing supplies and doctors and nurses and yada, yada, yada. Um, Oh, that reminds me. That's another uh, fact versus fiction that I wanted to address. Uh, This one, I don't know if I'm going to be able to debunk or not because I have not seen American video footage of a chaotic hospital because of coronavirus. I also don't personally know anybody that's been infected with the coronavirus. Now, I'm not telling you that the coronavirus isn't real. I just think the media sucks. So this one I won't be able to debunk because any hospital footage that I've seen of like a global pandemic happening, the media has been very careful to not tell you that the footage that they're running is from a hospital in Italy. Uh, It was either CBS or ABC got busted running this footage of this hospital in chaos and it turned out it was an Italian hospital it was not New York and then there was a news article shared uh, but I think that was either CBS or ABC as well of like all these coffins lined up and talking about the death toll uh, that was also a picture from Italy from 2015 unrelated and I think the media has been doing this country a disservice for a very, very long time, not just on coronavirus, but politics in general. But like I said, that will end up, I think, being a podcast for another time, because I could talk about that forever, how these Marxists get turned out of journalism school, not with the goal of reporting the news, but the goal of fighting the system and taking down Western civilization, basically. And the ones that think they are just fighting the system don't realize that they are a part of the system. It's like the hero living long enough to become the villain, like the classic line from one of the Batman movies. And I, But they're, they, they're blinded by that in college, and that's how they get turned out. So and, until we as a country address that the mainstream media is always going to be the same. They're not going to wake up to that because our Achilles heel is also our greatest strength in this country, which is our freedom and our freedom of the press and the media know that and they take advantage of it. 
and they have created a scare unlike anything I've ever seen before because of this coronavirus thing. Again, I'm not saying that the disease isn't real and that it is happening because it is happening. But I don't think it's happening to the degree. Like the H1N1 flu when Obama was president killed way more people and the response was took him six months to do anything. But that's just hunky-dory fine and dandy for the mainstream media because that was President Obama, the Messiah. This is an evil white man or an evil orange man in President Trump. And, you know, he needs to get taken down in their eyes. And even when all this, this is going on, the Democrats are getting ready to ramp up again for more rounds of investigations and 9-11 style investigations into President Trump. And what did he know? And when did he know it? And all this other BS. So as far as politics go, coronavirus aside, I'm at the point now to where we have to drastically do something. I don't know if voting is going to work anymore because there's so much voter fraud, which President Trump did address in a press conference, just like a quick little clip. I think it was either today or yesterday saying, hey, we need voter ID. We need to stop doing this mail-in voting stuff. And I, I agree with him on that. We're kind of getting at the end of our rope now to where people on the right are still just believing that, hey, we can we can vote and this system works. I'm not sure if the system works anymore. I, I don't know. I guess November 2020 will tell. Because if Trump doesn't get in and the Republicans don't take the uh, House back over, then I'll know for sure that it's time for drastic measures. Because Congress has a 3% approval rating. Trump has a 60% approval rating of handling the virus. And the economy, until this coronavirus thing, was super strong. And that's how people vote. They vote with their wallets. They vote with how the economy's going. So if Trump doesn't get in because of all that, then that means two things. One, that the mainstream media has done their job of sabotaging his presidency. And two, that we have rampant voter fraud that nobody's addressing. I went off on a rabbit trail. I wasn't talking about coronavirus again. But I, I wanted to get that out while I was thinking about it. Man, this has been a serious podcast. In other news... There was a maniac that derailed a train to try and take out the hospital ship Mercy in Los Angeles. Oh, boy. Los Angeles. A train engineer intentionally drove a speeding locomotive off a track at a port of Los Angeles because he was suspicious about the presence of a Navy hospital ship docked there to help during the coronavirus crisis, federal prosecutors said Wednesday. That was a really long sentence there, uh, military.com. The locomotive crashed through a series of barriers and fences before coming to rest more than 250 yards from the U.S. Navy hospital ship Mercy on Tuesday, the U.S. Department of Justice said in a release. Nobody was hurt. Eduardo Moreno, 44, was charged with one count of train wrecking, prosecutors said. It wasn't immediately known if he has an attorney. Uh, da, 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 da. Yes, he said in an interview that he intentionally derailed it. Da, 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 da. You only get this chance once. The whole world is watching. I had to, Moreno told investigators, according to the complaint. People don't know what's going on here. Now they will. And he said he did it out of a desire to wake people up. All right, what, what's your end game here, Eduardo? Okay, Moreno said he was suspicious of the mercy and believed that it had an alternate purpose related to COVID-19 or a government takeover. Oh, boy. So Moreno's kind of on the Q train here. It sounds like, eh, no pun intended. Wow, okay. 
So that's that's Edwards. There's also things happening with a, a military response to take down supposed drug cartels. Now, the the Q train people are very excited about this too because this is Trump calling out military to help with the shadow op to take down the globalists and the global elite and the DC swamp. Uh, but Trump did indeed call uh, one million uh, reserves to active duty this last week, and so there is scuttlebutt happening in the military. Again, I don't think it's Q related. I really just do think he's wanting to have the military in place in case things get out of hand in response to the coronavirus, but I guess we will see. So I can't debunk that one way or the other. Uh, all the rest of the stuff I have would be stuff that you would already know, like basic information about the Wuhan flu and the coronavirus, the Kung flu, whatever else you want to call it. And I've gone over my typical time here on the podcast. I think that's going to do it. I hope I've provided you some questions or some answers to your questions. But people try to treat their conspiracy theories like it's a zero-sum game. Like, if one of them is true, then they all have to be true. Yes, there really was a sex cult. Yes, there really is child sex trafficking by elitists. Yes, that's really happening. But... Just because that's true doesn't mean that all the conspiracy theories are true. That doesn't mean that we really have lizard people and that the Earth is flat and that we didn't go to the moon and 9-11 was an inside job and yada, yada, yada. You have to take each one individually. And so that's what I want people to think about coming coming away from this. Um, I am an optimist. I know that we're going to get through this, this being the coronavirus thing. And hopefully we're going to come out on the other side wiser for it and see why it's important to have strong borders and to vet people coming into the country and not do things the way Europe does it just because Europe is supposedly better. I think they have proven by how they have responded to this that they are not. So anyway, that will do it for me on this edition of Publitarian Podcast. If you want to reach out to me, you can. I am Publitarian at gmail.com or thepublitarian at gmail.com. I am on all the social medias. Just look for my name, Publitarian. And be sure to subscribe. And also, I always forget to tell, be sure to tell your friends about this podcast. Like, I am the world's worst promoter of myself and my own podcast. It's amazing I do the numbers that I do because I, I very rarely promote my podcast properly. Um, Instagram shadow bans the podcast all the time so whenever I do a post that has my logo on it I'll get maybe 14 likes whereas normally I would get hundreds and anyway so thank you all for listening and supporting the podcast uh, If you, be sure to go on to Apple Podcasts and give a good review of the podcast click on the 5 stars it, it helps me move up the food chain and I would really appreciate that so thank you for listening to Publitarian Podcast and I'll see you on the next one
Podcast. Copyright 2020.